He has a lot more people that came before me. What's going to separate me and other people is my hard work and consistency and drive, which yeah. is unmatched. Listen, this isn't the game. This isn't a joke. You can't just sit down with Rick Ross and expect like him just to say, yo, bro, what's going on? No, we want to see hard work. You can make one decision, you're dead. You can make one decision, all your money's gone. I can say one thing right here, and my career's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, life is literally based off second to second to second. No one can, excuse my language, quit me. Because I have so much content that I'll overflow. Yo, welcome back to the Heating Up Podcast, the hottest podcast in the game. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Make sure to hit that like button, subscribe button, follow, rate, all that good stuff. But again, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Finally, as promised, we got y'all a guest episode. But it's not just any guest. Our guest today is the coldest interviewer in the West Coast. He started his brand from the ground up and has worked with the likes of Rick Ross, Boosie, Antonio Brown, and so many more. It's the man who never stops working, Matty Ice. Yo, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, um, bro. The, the hottest podcast and the coldest podcast we, we had to I do. Saw, literally, that was the gimmick. In my head, here. I'm like, this is the cool. first one. This is really, bro, I really do appreciate you coming out. Again, I appreciate like, you guys for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of your content, bro. Your, your quality is amazing. You, you know what you're doing. And I've mimicked stuff on this podcast looking at you. So it's like... It, it's pretty surreal to have you on here, and it's it's dope. So again, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, but let's just jump into it, bro. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, you've been, you're, are you 35 now? 35. Yeah, 35. 35. Okay, yeah. I, bro, I did my research. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm I did my research. Yeah. So 35. You've been doing this. You started what three years ago? Started three years ago. Yep. Okay. Ago, so right before the right before the pandemic, right? Like right, right. around the pandemic. So yeah, you were about like ago. 32 when you started. When before you started, like, what were you up to? Like, what was Maddie Ice before Maddie Ice? So, you know, I'm originally from Illinois, mm -hmm. and I was always involved in like the music scene as far as like promotions and stuff like that. I used to throw a lot of concerts in in Illinois and Chicago, and um, honestly, I didn't really like working on the promotional side of things with artists. And I always said, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna get into music management. Or maybe um, I always wanted to be in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not an artist. I can't rap. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a producer. I don't know if I can uh, produce or not. You know, I never. I told me I've always wanted to try, but I never did. I never did it. Mm -hmm. um, but I've always had. I feel like a voice for radio. Um, I worked for different radio stations back in the day and stuff like that, and different radio marketing companies. And I always felt like I had a voice for radio, and I always wanted to kind of be a voice talent. Um, so I took that with the music industry and I brought that into one thing in the Maddie Ice show and, um, it kind of just started from there. Okay. And um, yeah. when you first started it, I could have, <clears throat> you had like athletes on at one point, right? It wasn't just the music. Like I had athletes on. So originally it, it was really started off of like, um, sports betting. Actually, the name was actually the first thing it was called over was the LFG podcast. That was the first thing I learned. You know, it was just let, let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. LFG <laughs> podcast. It's very, very kind of corny, basic, whatever. And it was originally because um, I had a passion for you know football and you know I like I like betting sports. Mm -hmm. um, make sure you're doing it the right way. You know, <laughs> not, not taking it overboard and stuff like that. Responsible. Yeah. Um, started off like that, but I always knew music was what I was going to get into. And I wanted to start off like interviewing like that. So I interviewed guys like Byron Murphy right off the bat and Christian Kirk mm -hmm. right off the bat um, from the Cardinals and got to interview, <clears throat> you know, 
bigger names right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But my passion was always in music and artists. And then I started interviewing musicians and artists and hip hop artists. And then it never stopped from there. I think I'm at like 300 interviews now. On YouTube, oh God. I think yeah. we are three hundred on YouTube. Literally three years, three hundred. Like yeah. you're making a hundred interviews per year. Yeah, like so that's, that's insane. And when you started, you weren't on this like trajectory, right? Like how how what, what was your start like? Were you fast like from the jump? So I think the difference between me and other platforms is I'm not doing anything formulated. I don't have a day where I drop. <clears throat> I don't have an hour where I drop. I don't even. I have ten interviews that are in my YouTube right now that are unlisted. You know, so like right now I have interviews. I can technically say I'm going to drop, you know, every week for the next 10 weeks. But I kind of drop when timing's the best for them and for me too, you know. Um, and I feel like I'll drop three interviews in a night just to flood. Because, you know, how I, <laughs> but how I look at it is this. is like, yeah, I have my own fan base. But do I really have such a fan base where somebody's dying to wait for the Matty Usher, right? Yeah. So how I look at it is, you know what? I have to get fans. So why not drop three interviews in a night? Let every one of their audience watch my interviews. Those are my fans now. So, like, I have three different people mm. in different states watching my interviews from different categories and different markets. And yeah. I think that's why I do that, too. But, um, yeah, 300, this year's actually been a slower. You know, 21 was a twenty one was a massive year for me. Which is crazy because that was during COVID, right? Like- 21 was a massive year. And I think it was a massive year because I opened up Maddie Eye Studios. Mm. And, um, you know, I linked up with Rosé and Bel Air right around like, a little bit earlier. But the, name, the <laughs> word got out. And, um, I just went crazy in my branding and I just, I built up I, whatever the case might be. 21 was a big year. We won podcast of the year out here, you know, by Arizona trending. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but 21 was a big year. 22 was a lot of trials and tribulations, still a big mm-hmm. year. And, you know, here we're on 23 and you know, we're, we're going. So mm-hmm. I, like, again, bro, like you, you've done such a good job, like marketing yourself. You forget like you're still three years. That's not a long time. It's not like you've been in the game. Right. Three years. <clears throat> so three and a half years, three years. What you've done to like built your brand. I mean, and you brought up Rose, you brought up the boss. Now I, I didn't want to bring it up because I know you've already talked about it on other podcasts, but I thought it was such an incredible story of how you even linked up with Rick Ross. Like, what was, if you don't mind explaining one more time, sure. how did you even get the opportunity to work with Rick Ross and partner alongside him? So, you know, I, I get asked this a lot, but I, I think it's important that it is asked too, um, because it is a part of my story and a part of how this platform kind of um, took off. And I always say Ross is um, the catalyst to what I'm doing because he truly is. Um, I DM'd Ross two and a half years ago, six months into my show. And I wrote him a DM and it said, yo, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I was sponsored by Bang Energy at the time. I really, not that I have anything wrong with Bang. I just didn't like how, I thought my brand would do much better with Ross's brand with Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote Ross that. And from his purse, you know, to his verified Instagram account, keep in mind, I barely had, you know, that many followers at that point. Yeah. And it was really just off of what I wrote to him and really being observant of what he posts every day. And I wrote it around midnight, woke up in the morning, and I had a DM response from him. <laughs> From his, and it was for sure his account, you know, there's no bullshit. Um, <laughs> so I wrote back and the relationship started from there. Um, and it built, it's been building ever since. And, you know, I got to meet him a couple <clears throat> years ago now, or, you know, a year and a half ago, I would say. And um, it's been, um, no matter what happens, I'll always never forget Rick Ross and how, um, 
I, I think he changed my life in a lot of ways as far as like, and that's crazy to say that, but I think he changed my life in ways of like, he really gave me a new um, drive. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to say yeah. it. This platform, I mean, for him to be... Yeah, I mean, how can it not, bro? When you have one of the biggest, like, of all time. Well, and it's just, it's so crazy just to see somebody that like, you know, um, with his statue he has like 17 million followers and yeah he's always making sure to you know to make sure to check in on my posts and make sure he sees the artist freestyling or um to see um you know different artists that are coming on the platform or Mm -hmm. whatever the case might be he's always engaging and he's he he's never left me hanging as far as that's concerned um he always Mm -hmm. has been really engaging in the show and and in return, I'm always making sure that I'm loyal to Maybach Music and to Bel Air and to his brands. And that's never stopped. I mean, that has yeah. truly never stopped. When you go to mm-hmm. my page, you know, 90%, 100% of my stuff has to do with Bel Air or yeah. has to do with Maybach Music or um, anything that Ross has to do with. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, now, now Ross is talking about this new smoking uh, company called High Tolerance. Well, that's what I'm on now, too. Mm-hmm. So anything that Ross is on, I'm going to be on because that's how deep my loyalty is um, mm-hmm. to him. And, and it gets deeper than that. You know, now I'm also um, signed to Salad Ground Empire, which is Rick Ross's, man- Rick, Rick Ross's manager, manager, Jeter K. Oh, congrats, bro. Um, he has a company called Salad Ground, which is a management company and label. And, you know, now I'm officially um, signed <clears throat> to his management team. And um, that's been, you know, Jeter's a very important person to this show. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, the reason I love this story is because when I heard it, you were with Bang, as you said. But once you started like working with Rick Ross a little bit, they dropped you, right? And we're talking about that's a partnership, that's money, that's revenue. Yeah, at so, the time, yeah, you starting off, that matters. So like, what was that like? So you know, not that they were like, giving me, they weren't breaking me off like this much bread or anything, but it was like an ambassador mm-hmm. thing. It was like a few hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. and then they were giving me some product. It was very nice of them, and to be real with you, super cool because I was a new podcast. I had a contract with them. You know, shout out my boy Seth Bishop, who's an artist. Maybe you guys can get him on the show. Um, he's out uh-huh. here and in California. He kind of hooked me up with them, and um, they liked my approach, and we did a little thing. And it wasn't that they were a bad company or anything like that. It was I'm in hip hop now. And hip hop is Bel Air, and I want to work yeah. with Ross. And it was like more of that. And yeah, they did because it was more of like, yo, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing, and you're doing this, which was cool. I didn't wasn't the risk first reward wasn't anything like for me that was like, oh, I'm really risking something here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ross gave me the green light. So, and I knew myself. I know, like, okay, Rick Ross has gave me the green light. I'm not. I'm going all in, yeah. and I'm like, I don't think you really understood the green light you just gave. <laughs> you know, and, that's, yeah, that's an opportunity you don't miss. Right. Well, and, how, and, oh, yeah. how many people does he give that opportunity to? Like, that's how you got to think about it, and that's smart. And you capitalized on it. And you've done great, bro. Again, like, I do see Rick Ross in your post, pictures with Rick Ross sitting at his tables doing all this. <clears> so <throat> it's cool to see how genuine he is because again, like, he didn't know you. You were just a fan, and you were you loved his brand. It's true. And he saw that you hustled, and that DM you sent changed everything. Because most people don't even send that DM out. It's true. Because they're like, oh, what are the fucking odds? How am I ever going to get someone to see that? Yeah. But that story literally is – you see Prime on all these podcasts. We're not sponsored by Prime, but I love – I'm a huge fan of KSI Logan Paul, and I love the drink. And I'm like, why would I not? I'm not sponsored by anyone. We're small, well, uh, you know, we're still like growing. So it's something I'm passionate about. And I'm like, I'm going to take those risks. I tag them. I do this. But the DM thing is crazy because you never know. Just take that chance. You know what, you know what it is? Consistency, man. So like, like I said, you guys, you guys, um, if you go to my page, I have over like 1100 posts and out of those 1100 posts, 
you know, 950 of them, you're going to see Bel Air involved in it. That's just a fact. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm I mean, like, this so, guy's an alcoholic, bro. I'm like, Jesus Christ, to get them off of it. You know, you go to the 1100 Post, 950 of them, you're going to see Bel Air. And that's why Ross genuinely respects my platform and what I'm doing. It's, it's, it's a lot more than just um, talking. It's mm. you got to put the work in if you are going to um, – garner Ross's attention and be able to be in that same room. Like, listen, this isn't a game. This isn't a joke. You can't just sit down with Rick Ross and expect like, you know, him just to, to, to say, yo bro, what's going on? No, we want to see hard work. We want to see consistency and dedication and, and loyalty to the brands and to what you're doing. And I think that's why, you know, I've said this before in other podcasts, a year and a half ago on new year's, you know, a year, not this new year's last new year's, mm. Um, I walked up to him and we, again, this was, we've, we've gotten a lot closer since then. Okay. Uh, I'm, I've seen him like 15 times since then. But at that moment I went up to him in New Year's and Dre's and I said, Hey, uh, in Vegas, you know, thank you so much for supporting the platform and, uh, you know, appreciate you. And he said to me, <clears throat> shook my hand and he said to me, good, because if you stop, it's over with and walked away and yo, like, yo, but, but the thing is, is I said, you know what? Okay, Cool. I'm not stopping. I'm only going to get bigger and I'm only going to work harder. Yeah. That just kept, that lit more gas under me, bro. And that, and he just wanted to keep it going. Like, don't get comfortable. Yeah. Don't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Just because you've been doing your thing for a year. He has family members. He has friends. He has brothers. He has sisters. He has kids. He has a lot more people that came before me. What's going to separate me and other people is my hard work and consistency and drive, which yeah. is unmatched. Like I said, 950 out of 1100 mm-hmm. that you can't take that away. That's yeah. true. That's very true. And like speaking of brands and stuff, you said you've never tried Prime before. I've never tried Prime. You've never, never tried Prime before. Yeah. You, okay. you I'm thirsty too, by the way. Okay. Prime test, Maddie Ice. Okay, so this Give is Prime test. Right. Tropical Punch. It's a good tropical one. Punch. All right. Let's try it. Keep it honest. If it's ass, it's ass. <laughs> I like I like Tropical Punch. No, this is good, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you believe me if I told you there are zero grams of added sugar and only two grams of total sugar? And there's only 25 calories in this. 25 calories. Oh, yeah. Less than, less it's than a better hour. for you hydration beverage. And it is, it is very good. Like, I genuinely have not had a Gatorade since I've tried Prime. It's really good. It has a, like a thicker flavor, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dope. It's, it's good. good. More good. consistency. There we go. Sponsor us, bro. Yeah, please. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, just like with Bel Air and Ross's, keep doing your thing. Keep tagging him. Keep doing things like this. <clears throat> Brands love that. And be consistent with it. Because eventually, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, you know what? Fuck, he can go do this with another company. Yeah. Well, we might as well just jump on board and send this guy some product and hook him up a little bit. And just be supportive of his brand, you know? Um, just keep being consistent with it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And again, like, your story is sick, bro. The, the Rick Ross, the way you hustled. I, I take that into my life. I'm like, that that's something I want to work towards, too. So, it's a really cool message. And it's like, you know, people see these like giant celebrities working with people they're like oh they just probably got it easy like whatever they they got lucky whatever but they don't know like the hard work the the hours you spent working to get this so i feel like it's such a cool thing and I, that's why i like hearing about it and i know you've said it before but like I, I thank you for sharing that i mean it's it's a dope story and it's you know it's important too you know you go to marketing and branding i feel like i have the best graphic designer and in um the industry phenomenal I, work bro. i work with two raw designs yeah. his name is nick he's out of new york um and he's been it's funny uh, i um 
I bought a Bel Air like it was actually like a Bel Air beanie or ski mask from him like a couple years ago, right? Mm. For photo shoots, and that's how we met. Um, he had it like um up for sale online somewhere on some site. And I bought it from him. And then ever since then, he's been doing my graphics. And like, I felt like ever since he kind of took on board too, my marketing just became, you know, so much better. So mm. I want to shout out to Raw Designs. So I, I, actually speaking of, <clears> since <throat> you brought him up, like your your team, you have you been, you started solo, right? For the yeah, first I mean, few? I don't have, I never had um, a co-host. I kind of wanted one in the past. Um, mm. You know, I never had one yet. Um, it's It's been just me, but I always have guests. Mm. Um but I've worked with, you know, a, a ton of different videographers. One that I've really worked with a lot is Weasel, who I talk about a lot. Um, but I've worked with a lot of different guys, and there's so many different talents here and creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely Weasel is somebody that I've been <clears throat> locked in with for a while and worked with for a long time. Not so much right now because he's doing some other stuff, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. definitely in the past and definitely a, a major um, role in uh, my show. Mm-hmm. So where do you see, like, Maddie Ice is the brand, right? Maddie Ice Show. Mm-hmm. Where do you see tattooed this? on me? I'm stuck. Yeah, you. Oh wait. So I got my whole bicep. Oh for real? Yeah, so. Oh sick. By the way, oh, again, cool. did you come up with this? I know you have a great graphic designer. Did you come up with like the image? I told him what I kind of wanted, and he went off on it. That was two rod designs. Yeah, it's sick. Oh, okay. But yeah, so you've been doing it for three years. Let's give it another five years. What What is the goal? When you started this, were you just doing it because it was a passion? Were you doing this because you were like? I want to do this as a career. Are you doing this because you're like, this is going to be the next biggest thing? What, what, is your, what was your intention when you started? And what's your intention now you're three years in? Um, I just thought I was really dangerous for this. I know myself and I thought I'm very dangerous in this community um, as far as this, this was made for me. And um, so I knew there was going to be some success with it. Um, and... I didn't really know. I just knew it was never going to stop. I still don't necessarily know um, what the ultimate bottom line is going to be. There will be an ultimate bottom line. I think this will be something that I can, you know, pay for a house with one day or, you know, put away money for future kids, whatever the case might be. Um, I believe this, the Maddie Ice show will, will be that. Um, we're three years in. You know, Rick Ross didn't drop his song Hustling till he was like 35, 36 years old. You know, that was my age, you know, and mm-hmm. you think about that. Um, so it takes time. I'm not, I don't want to go the radio route. I never want to go to the radio. I never want to work for a radio station, even though that's crazy because like that's so much easier to pull artists. Yeah. You know, I'm solo. I'm solo dolo. Like I'm Matty Ice DMing people. I don't have a radio station pull. Like, if you call up like Meek Miller, one of these big artists, and you're like a big New York station, you got to go take that interview. You can't deny that. You got that. You need that publicity, right? Yeah. But if I call, you can make a choice. Do I want to do it or do I, you know, do I have to do it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't really need to do it, right? Like, yeah, but some, you know, it just depends. So for me, my house is a little different. Um, but I, I'm not, right now, like I said, working with Jeter, um, that's a big play. You know, he's able to put me in rooms with people that I wouldn't be able to put myself in. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're just going to continue networking and moving forward day by day and continuing to work and be consistent. And, and there will be a bottom line. I'm just not exactly sure. Yet. Mm-hmm. Are you are you already farther than you thought you were going to be? Um, I don't know. I, I, mm-hmm. I it's a good question. Um, I think I'm surprised. I think I'm very happy with the foundation that I built. 
and the relationships that I built along. <clears> the <throat> way. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm I'm really ahead of the game of really a lot of people, but I would say that I built some incredible relationships. I've had some incredible guests on the show. I even interviewed like the Fire Festival guy, Billy McFarland. Like um, I saw that. Yeah, that's sick. Great interview. Really cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that's the other thing. Like I want I want to be an interviewer. I want to be able to branch out and interview other people too, besides artists. So, oh, okay. So you do see this branch now. Yeah, I'm, a, gonna... I'm an interviewer. I'm an interviewer, but I'm always going to be tied into Maybach Music and Bel Air no matter yeah. what. Like if a company hit me up right now and they're like, yo, bro, we're going to give you 5000 a month, but we don't want you to work with Bel Air anymore, I would say no. Like it, there's just like, it's just more of a loyalty thing with okay. me now. It's like, yo, Ross has been so loyal and consistent with me and I'm going to continue to, to, to do the same for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. Money doesn't, it's not money with me. If, okay. Would you mind me asking if Bel Air is paying you? Be- me and Bel Air have a great situation, you know, as far as with me, Ross, and Bel Air, and um, we have a great situation. Is it more about value then, kind of, or it's there's it is just there's different thing things you know involved yeah. within what we're doing. Um, I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, he's right. You, you've been you've been promoting for how long now? What two years? Two and a half years since Ross gave me the green light. So that's what I'm saying. Like. It's got to be, it's got to be good. I'm very happy. Like I said, good. I'm very happy. And um, the relationship with Ross itself is worth more than any um, any money that anybody can pay me. Mm-hmm. Truly. So like going back to your like, you know, let's go back to your 20s. You know, did you ever see yourself in this position? I, or? Saw, my, I saw myself as like a music manager. Oh, really? Okay. So, so you, you already had like love, a, a yeah. future of wanting to be like a music manager and stuff like that. And that yes. was just on your... Loved hip hop, love rap growing up. Loved the music scene growing up. Loved the clubs growing up, but more into EDM, which is weird. Like I DJ, <laughs> I DJed EDM, and like wasn't the very club Euro scene. Yeah, guy. I did yeah. a lot of that shit. Um, you know, in, in the Chicago days, but um, always loved hip hop and always loved rap, and um, just uh, was always like a little troublemaker, and um, but always wanted to be involved in music, and um, it was very like just always caught my attention, and you know, it makes sense now. Was there ever a Maddie Ice rapper era? <laughs> Did we ever get a couple oh, projects out? You know what's crazy? No, but my screen oh, name, man. my screen name for uh, AIM was Ice Player for Show. Um, <laughs> it, it, That's fine. I was That's thinking fine, of it, oh, but that was my screen name for AIM. Um, you know, back in the day, Ice Player for Show. Straight up. But you never made any tracks? I never never made any hip-hop or rap tracks. No, I can't rap. I've tried. I can't rap. I can't I can't do any of that. Okay. But you tried. Okay. Have I you was made just any curious. songs? Have you made any songs? Never made any songs. I used to DJ. Like, you okay. know, never okay. made any rap songs or anything like that. So who would you, would you be able to, like, you said you've always been into, like, rap and hip-hop and all that stuff. Would you be able to give us your top five rappers of all time right now? Ooh, good question. Top five rappers of all time right now. Yes, um. Sir. By the way, I love this interview. This is a great interview. Thank uh, you. Top five rappers of all time right now. If I had to, like, you know, dead or alive. Yeah. Uh, le- no. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah let's go. Yeah. Dead. I let's mean, dead. You, dead you grew yeah. up in a different generation than us, so, so you. Are you, you saying all of his rappers are dead? Bro? Well, no. no but I'm I mean, saying like he know he knows more about yeah, yeah, other yeah. rappers. How old are you guys? Uh, uh, I'm 21. He's I'm 18. 18. Okay. Oh, so it's crazy. I'm like double the age of you. Getting old, bro. Um. Okay, so um. Top five, period, to me. Period. Not like who are my favorite. Who it do doesn't I? have to be in a ranking either. Okay. Um, I mean, I would think I would think you have to go Tupac one. I think you have to. Mm-hmm. I think he built such a foundation. His music has been so timeless, like 25 years later, that like, and how much music he put out while he was alive, I think that you, you have to go him one no matter what. Mm-hmm. 
Um, then I think I would go Jay-Z too. I never was really a big Biggie fan, um, personally. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think Tupac had a lot more body of work too. Um, but uh, okay, so two's Jay Z. Three, I'm gonna go Drake. Solid. And again, Solid this Drake. isn't like who are my favorite. Like of <laughs> course, of course, just right. overall. But I'm gonna go three Drake. <laughs> um. It's tough. There's so many good ones. So I don't. Yeah, you you have to put Eminem in there. I agree with you. Thank you. You Thank have you. you have to put Eminem in there. His Thank era, you. yo. I grew up in his Eight Mile era. Mm. How old were you when the Eight Mile movie came out? I have no clue. Maybe two the, or three years old, if that. When yeah. did the movie come out? Like two thousand. Uh, Who knows? I was in eighth grade, bro. I took a girl on a date. I'll never forget it. I was, <laughs> but I was in I was in eighth grade. Um, I was in eighth grade. So I'm 35 now, eighth grade. You're like 13. So I was 22. It was about 20 years ago, bro. Okay, so that era, and you guys both didn't live through it. That era was just different. When 8 Mile came up in the in the theaters and Lose Yourself, that song, like, different. Mm-hmm. He owned MTV back then, like, different. Like, he, it was different because there wasn't social media either. So Eminem has to be there. Mm-hmm. And some people, he can be even higher. I would say that Eminem, and then I think you have to go Nas. Okay. That's my five. But then okay. if you're like, who's my five right now or who are my favorite five, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Um, you know what uh, I'm saying? Like, well, my f- How many of uh, out of that list would you take off? If I would take, well, now? like if you're my top five for like who I'm listening to right now is mm-hmm. of course going to be Ross, of course going to be Drake, okay. of course going to be Future, Little yep. Dirk's like my favorite. And, um, you know, I like Moneybag a lot. So, like, I'd go those five right now. Solid. Okay. But, like, so, so it's actually a solid five. But yeah. if you want to go, like, Hall of Fame five, I would have to go, like, that five. That's right? cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's That's a good list. It's a good list. Speaking about that, since we were listening to the rappers, of course, I don't know if you've had a chance to see. I, I don't remember who specifically. It was, like, the Billboard's top ten rappers of all time, which is kind of why this question is relevant right now. Um, they had, and I don't know if you saw the rankings either. They had that. Jay-Z number one. Mm-hmm. Kendrick too. Mm-hmm. Um, I get beat up a lot for not talking about Kendrick a lot, but I always stay consistent with it. That I've never like really been a deep fan of. Have, he's an incredibly talented artist. Mm-hmm. I just haven't been really a, that big of a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you but, feel about J Cole? I love J Cole. Um, see, like these are guys like I, even you got you, people would say, how can you not have Kendrick? And like, you probably could be there. Yeah. This is my opinion. Everybody has their own opinions. Okay. Like Wayne, like for me, like to not mention Wayne, I'm was thinking to myself, damn, I didn't say Wayne. Yep. Wayne when Wayne was seven on that list, and that brought up like and hello. Even for me, I didn't bring up Wayne, but like I just gotta really think about like yo, there's so many greats out there. Exactly. Yeah, Wayne true. can be like Wayne has done so much for for hip hop. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly. Um, and what's crazy is he recorded Lollipop and like the Carter right here at Salt Mine Studios in Arizona. I don't know if you guys oh, know what? The, the lollipop, really? lollipop and the whole Carter 3 was recorded at Salt Mine Studios. All of it. That's sick. I never and knew Lollipop. That. Yeah, yeah. His biggest song ever was recorded right here in Mesa, Arizona. That's oh. Sick. Well, I just wanted to pick your brain on that. I just yeah. thought it was funny. Would you, I mean, Jay Z number one. Jay Z's, Jay Z, I mean, yo, we just heard God did that verse on their song with Khaled and yeah. Rick Ross. That was a great verse. That was a five minute verse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jay Z's catalog is huge. And I, I think having Jay Z number one, like, I think he deserves to have that argument to be number one. Mm. I think Jay-Z deserves to be there, number one. Like, I think there could be other number ones. Like, People yeah. can say Wayne's number one. They can say Eminem's number one. They can say Tupac's yeah. number one. Future. I mean, the, people can say a lot of things, you know? Yeah. I can't remember if Kanye was on that list, but he has to be, right? Yeah. I'm not Do a, you think? Yeah. Oh, you're not a big Kanye fan? Um, Being from you know Illinois, I'm just over a lot of the antics. Okay. Yeah. Extremely talented, but like... 
it's a lot more to me than that. Like I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. understandable. That's very understandable. Um, speaking of like rappers and stuff, what I wanted to actually ask you about what your favorite Rick Ross song was. My favorite Rick Ross song was. There's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. what was that? It's a deep question. Um, do you heavily listen to Rick Ross? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I was just I listening to the Mastermind album on the way here. Or, um, I gotta tap in. I don't. I don't listen to Rick Ross as really. Much. You gotta tap into his catalogs. I, I do. I had this like little uh, phase, uh, <laughs> honestly, when I was like maybe 13, 14 years old, where I was I was listening to Rick Ross a lot, but I don't know what it was about. I think it was just like, I don't. I don't. I think it, it was, was a just problem. the people. <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was. It was just the 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 people that I was very interested in watching, like on YouTube and stuff. They were like heavy on Rick Ross stuff, so I think that's that's the reason why. Dice Pineapples is one of my favorite songs. Obviously, Drake's in that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Amsterdam is one of my favorite songs by Ross. Um, obviously, Hustling is a huge song. Um, there's. There's just too many. Yeah. Uh, nobody with French. Um, there's so many. There's yeah. so many songs. And yeah. Well, it's cool. I mean, again, it's cool to see because, like, you genuinely do understand like the game. You've been in it so long. You're passionate about it. Yes, you're not a rapper, but you know, it doesn't. You don't have to be a basketball player to be an analyst. Like, you could just be. I, I don't know if that analogy made sense, but like, I think the best the best thing to be is just play your role. Mm-hmm. And don't don't step over your boundaries. Yeah. And just play your role and keep working. I mean, that's all you can do. You know, like I've been in rooms with the big, big, big people and been around big, big, big people. And you just got to um, be in the moment and you know understand your role in the situation you're in. Yeah. Um, I did want to bring up race a little bit. Okay. okay? And I'm not going to try to get you canceled. No, no, no. It's this isn't like no, you got no, too no, far. Shoot me with anything, bro. Shoot me with anything. <laughs> so I'm just curious because like it, it's it's apparent to see like you know, the rap game is predominantly black. For sure. Um, so you being a white guy, has it? have you felt like you've had to work harder to earn credibility in the space you're in? Such a good question. Um, yes. And understandable. <clears throat> um, this is the black people's and African-Americans culture one. Hip-hop is based off their culture. Um, so I have to respect that. I think everybody has to respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to be able to be involved in their culture um, in any way, in any capacity, is a blessing to me. So yes, I have had to work harder and prove to myself like, hey, I'm not um, doing this for clout or I'm not doing this to... What was the word? Um, I forgot the word. Actually, somebody called me that a long time ago. I forgot what the word was. Culture vulture? Culture vulture. Um, I watched that interview. Yeah. So and that's, it was leading to my next question. Sorry, I wasn't yeah, sure yeah, if you were yeah. finished. But I just saw the, the the thing with, and I know this was a few years back. I don't yeah. mean to bring it back to life, but the thing with two-tone. Yeah. And how, you know, like claiming you made racist remarks uh-huh. and things like that. And I'm just curious, like, do you get that often? So, No. Um, really mm-hmm. never actually, mm-hmm. um, that situation with two tone happened a couple of years ago and believe it or not, me and him have became extremely close now, oh, which oh, is okay. crazy. Yeah. So all that has been settled. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he's somebody now that I have a ton of respect for and 
I think he's also got to understand who I am as a person. And I'm, I wasn't innocent in some of the stuff either with, you know, going back and forth with him. And I went on my Instagram live one day and went crazy. And like it, a, lot, a lot of people within the industry, like saw it and like, it, cut, it was funny. Like, you know, it was just one of those days. And, um, me and him are in a very good place. Um, as of now, like great place. Good, bro. That's good. I just wanted to check because like, I, I'm curious. I feel like, do you always feel like you're on your toes a little bit? Well, bro, like, you know, we have, especially in the podcasting and the media world, you have to be careful with what you say. I mean, we're on that camera. Especially in 2023. Yeah, I and mean, we're on camera. Like, yo, I mean, I can say something right here in this room right now that can ruin everything I have going for me. Yeah. yeah. Truly. Any minute, any second. I can say one thing away. right here and boom, it's on camera and boom, it's on the internet. And it's over for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's life. Your life can be changed in any situation within... A split second, mm -hmm. you're in jail. You can make one decision, you're dead. You can make one decision, all your money's gone. I can say one thing right here, and my career's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, life is literally based off second to second to second. Straight up. That's how at least I feel. That's real. I mean, it is crazy when you put it in perspective, of course, because you, you never know. One slip up, it, it is it. So, um, I feel like you've done a great job. Anyway, I mean, handling yourself throughout the media, because again, it's not easy what you're doing and you're doing a great job of it. Appreciate you. So I think that's, you know, take some pride in that because you're, you're doing a great job again. Um, I want to take it back a little bit. You're from Illinois. You lived there 27 years. What brought you to Arizona in the first place? How did you end up here? My grandparents have lived here for like 30 years. My mom has lived there for like 15 now um, or like 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been coming out here for 30 years for like holidays and Christmas and thanksgivings and just to visit right and um you know the weather in chicago got just awful snow we never have any consistency of anything even in the summertime it's raining half the month or whatever the case might be um i wanted a big change and um i moved out here and uh big change and it's just been um it's been great you know i love arizona and uh i'm in vegas a lot too I mean, mm -hmm. vegas is like a second home to me in a way i'm there like a lot and you never know Mm -hmm. you're running the west coast bro i wasn't lying in the intro bro you're i mean la you know la is interesting i've done some interviews over there but it's so flooded like i feel like here in vegas i love those two markets i love the vegas market believe it or not i know like i'm tapped into vegas just as i am here like actually oh, maybe good. more like as far as like i know it's same same thing here in vegas for me is the same concept <clears throat> mm -hmm. so do you plan to stay in the west yeah i'm staying out here um arizona specifically Arizona and Vegas is always going to be like the Matty Ice Show's ground-based foundation, mm -hmm. but there might be like a little change where I go like, you know, move around for a little bit, for a little bit uh, in different territories, but this will be, there's a lot of things coming this way for mm -hmm. what I'm about to do. Mm -hmm. I'm in a little bit of a really weird transition right now of my show. Yeah. Very weird transition, um, but we're still dropping a lot, but it's not like how I, not my formula. I have a very specific formula of what I'm doing. And it's straight arrow of exactly how I want to do it. See, for me, I like to interview four or five people in a week or four or five people in a night. See, when the Matty, oh, yeah, for real. When the, when the Matty Ice Show is running at its fullest and its best, you know, when, you, when I said I have 300 interviews, you know, 200 of them were in 21, meaning. Whoa, what the? Yeah, oh, for real. A100 with you. Yeah, I was doing it like four a week. For real. Oh, um, shit. Maybe like 180 of them. 180 of Yeah. Was right in twenty one, um, and the reason why I love that formula is be that's why I, I kind of took off is because, yo, I have four artists that just freestyle in my studio, so I have four different freestyles, four different interviews, 
that I can pull content. No one can, excuse my language, fuck with me because I have so much content that it, I'll just, I'll, I'll overflood. And like, I could do that or I can pick and choose what I'm posting or how I'm posting it. And like, that's my favorite. Mm. It's when I have so much that I can just go nuclear every day. It's something new. It's like, how do you keep up? You know? And that's where I think my formula works. It's best to, um, right now I'm, um, I'm still going really hard. Like, yo, people would be like, you're still going hard. It's not, we're, I mean, I'm not in the gear that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the one. Not thing that I'm not trying to. It's because I'm working on other things right now to get into a really high gear. I'm eventually going to get into a higher gear. I'll go back to four or five a week. I can do eight in a day. It's mm-hmm. no problem. Like, bro, it's really no problem. Once you get into a rhythm with it, it's no problem. You guys will get there too. You'll understand that. It's, yeah. really, it's nothing. But that's the one thing I noticed, bro, because I'm like, this guy is posting tons of content because they're like quality over quantity. Bro, you're posting quality right. and, and quantity. quantity. Right. Yeah. And I'm what like, this guy's doing it at such a rapid pace. I'm like, how the fuck are we supposed right. to keep up? Well, like, I'm not, you know, right. I'm not putting myself in like competition, but I'm like, I'm editing everything myself and stuff like that. And we get one video a week, couple clips here and there. And I, it, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. And I'm like, this dude is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, have a, I mean, I, and that's the other thing. Like, you know, you got to understand, like, I don't edit my stuff at all. I don't touch any of my interviews. Mm. So I do have a team specifically for that. Mm. So that's why I'm able to go a little bit harder too. You know, if I do four interviews, I don't need to worry about editing four interviews. I have, I know it's being done. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I said, right now on my YouTube, I have 10 that are unlisted. Oh, yeah. I have 10 I'm dropping, like that are done. Yeah. Recorded, done, you know. That's safe, bro. I mean. Then you mix that in with photo shoots and content and you know, you got content. Mm-hmm. Are you ever planning on releasing those anytime soon? Or yeah, yeah. All these 10 will be released in the next yeah. two weeks. Within the next two weeks? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, wait, how often do you... Do you have a schedule? I have no schedule. So, it's like all about like when... Like, yo, it's all about like what am I doing that day? That's why I record a lot. And then I it's all, I do everything off... Like, it's different. It's off of like the feel of like, yo, I was just with... You know, I was just, I was just out and I, I had a lot of content in Vegas that I just unloaded. And like, yo, I needed to unload that. Like, that was important stuff that needed to get out there. Um, so, like, <clears throat> for me, like, it's all about what's going on too and when is the best time that I want to get behind it and work with that specific interview. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I recorded, you know, a lot of people record and don't drop for a month. I can drop whenever. And like, if somebody hits me, like, what? You know, I, I, I can show. I'm gonna drop it. It's gonna be at the best. Now, if an artist says, "Yo, I have a specific release date. The single's coming out tomorrow, and I need this interview." You know, that's that's a different situation. Yeah, right? yeah. But you know, if there's no pressure and there's nothing really extremely viral that needs to get out there, you know, we're gonna drop it when. Yeah. Time whenever, is yeah. Where did this come from? Like, this is not a normal thing in people. And ha- have you been this way? Like your hustle, your grind. Have you been this way before this whole thing started? Like, I def- a- I'm definitely um uh, a very um, um I'm definitely I definitely am very money motivated and money um hungry. And when I say thing. when not I say money, all, when though. I say money motivated, meaning the right situations the right money of course um and i mean like the right like i want to be successful Mm -hmm. i think that's more of the best word i want to be successful and i want to chase as much everybody wants to make a lot of money if somebody if you ask somebody do you want to do you want to make a lot of money they might say (laughs) if somebody says no then they're fucking crazy yeah Yeah. like but now if they say to you what's more important money or health well your health is more important right but if if you go up to somebody and say hey do you want to make a lot of money and they tell you no then there's something wrong with them (laughs) yeah yeah um, you, you, do you have like a lot of people planned to have podcasts with this year or do you think it's just like a, like, oh, I'll hit this people up and then we'll I, see I, if they come on. I freestyle a lot of like my guests, but I have some dream interviews and some who I like to tackle and who I'd like to get on my show. Mm-hmm. Um, your guests aren't even 
you're not hitting them up anymore. Majority you, of them, I'm not hitting up. Because yeah, you, I feel like you've built enough credibility, right? People are just hitting yes. you up now. But you no, have a platform. Management. You yeah. have a platform. Like, yeah. you know, you're still a regular guy in your eyes. But again, to people like us, no, we're I like, appreciate oh, that. This is sick. Like, this guy has done something. So I think it's cool because now your model is people are coming to you, which probably makes things. Is it easier? Um, you know, and I it 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 just depends. You know, if, if the business is right too. You know, you got to understand. Um. Like you guys said, it's to the point now where, you know, I invite on guests too. So like guests that I invite on, I'm inviting you on. But the ones that aren't, you got to go through my manager and you got to handle the business to get on the show. Um, I'm not just promoting artists because they hit me and they feel like they can just come on the show and I have to sit down with them for an hour and bring in my engineer and bring in my graphic designer and all these things, you know, Mm. because we go all in with our show. Um, I, I, it. You know, you got to, it's a give and take situation. So there, you know, there is a business situation involved in getting on my show too. You can't just get on unless you're invited, unless you handle your business. Mm-hmm. And even if you handle your business, I still have to want to do the interview and ask you to prove through my management. So like, it's, it's a whole process now. Have you had, how many, I don't, I don't know even if you can answer this technically, but like how many bad ones have you had? Like um, you were like, oh, this could be okay. And then we were just like. Bad interviews or bad performances and freestyles? Both. Both. Oh, you've yeah. had a ton. Yeah, out of three hundred, I think you've had it. I mean, it's have, a lot of averages. Have yeah. you ever can't like, say every one of them I loved? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you, when people come on your show, have you not released it? You're like, I can't release it. So I've I've put it on you. No, like I'll put it on YouTube, like because that's okay. what you know. Especially if they paid me, like I'm gonna do my job and give them their YouTube video. Mm-hmm. But me getting behind it and posting it and promoting it, um, that's not gonna happen. Even that's if you pay me to do it, like I'm not, you know, the majority of the stuff you see on my page is pretty mm-hmm. damn good. Because again, you're independent, so you will fuck with the stuff that you actually fuck. Yeah, with. if it's great, I want the content. Like, yo, yeah, that makes sense. If it's great, like we had Samara Sin on the show, and she went crazy, and like um, Ti founder on the show, like, so if it's great, like, yes, I'm gonna roll it out. Of yeah, course, you, why would I not want to? Yeah, yeah, I hear you talking about her a lot. Mm-hmm. What are your like top three interviews you've done? Top, three. I know that's tough. You've done three hundred, maybe. Yeah, top three. Like that I've really liked. That you've really liked, enjoyed, and like put, see potential in. Well, I think my first one that like really got me in the industry, like more industry was um, Boosie. Mm-hmm. So like Boosie That's, was a big Oh, but end. you've done two, right? Because you had one a yeah, while the, ago. Yeah, the, the recent I just did with Boosie, the one I just did with him recently was like a quick five minute thing. I had him in a dispensary. Like we really weren't. That's what I was like, what the it, fuck it are they? It wasn't really an interview, but it was like he knew me and I got five minutes with him. Um, oh, I then um, I interviewed him at Ethica um, a couple of years ago. And that was like the first bigger one, I would say. Like besides, you know, like you said, I've had Antonio Brown on the show and different people like that. Um, but... Uh, Yes. So, yeah. um, Boosie, I really liked interviewing Billy McFarland from the Fire Festival. I thought that he's actually That's cool. very, very cool interview. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool interview. I, I enjoyed interviewing him. Um, there's been so many good interviews. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I, I have to go through my YouTube and really, yeah, like, I, it's a tough question. I mean, you've had so many, um, you brought up Antonio Brown. This was, I was planning to ask you about this. So you did an interview with him two years ago. Mm-hmm. Given what we've seen from him now and what he's been going through, what are your thoughts on that? Like, are, are you are you concerned? Are you worried? Are you feeling like the media is blowing it out of proportion? How do you feel about Antonio Brown now that you've you've seen him, you've dealt with him two years ago before all of this happened? So, um, I used to be friends with Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. and I used to be close with Antonio Brown, and um, meaning like where we talked daily for a good six months about his record label, Cab Records, CAB Records. We talked daily for a while. Um, And 
the relationship ended, um, I would say a year ago around this time. Mm. I have not talked to him in a year. I'm not going to get into it. Okay. Um, and it's just because I, I haven't spoke on it publicly at all. Mm. And um, he knows. So I'm going to leave it there. Okay. Um, as far as him as a person, I think deep down Antonio is a, uh, has a big heart. And I think deep down he's, um, I think he has some demons that he's fighting. And, you know, no matter what, um, I'll always appreciate, you know, the fact that I got to sit down with him the first time. And um, I wish him nothing but the best. But, mm. yeah, I don't talk to him anymore. Okay. Maddie Ice hates Antonio. <laughs> no, you know, um, I don't hate anybody really. Um, I think I'm more like, you know, um, I'm more just, I really, um, I really liked him a lot. Yeah. I really liked him a lot. And I thought there was a future with what we were doing. And um, unfortunately, that will, there will not be a future there. Um, and again, you know, he's, he has his own demons that he's going through. And, um, you know, he's one hell of a football player. I think he has so much charisma, and again, he's somebody that um, I I always will have respect for, no matter what. Um, mm -hmm. I just like I said, I just we we were cool, and like it's just uh, unfortunately we're we're just not talking right now. Yeah, and it's not on my end. I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, did you like him as a musician? Did um, you know, I actually like his music. Yeah, yeah, I like his music a lot. Okay. I've never really given his music like a I've listen to. to. I I, it's, I so it's, I can't really give my opinion on that honestly, but. His album Himothy, um, I, I liked it. Actually, his I album Himothy is a great album. Yeah, no. I was surprised. AB got music. Matter of fact, AB knows he was sending me his unreleased music with Jacquees and um, <laughs> Jacquees. Oh, Hold yeah, on, it's one. on his album. But well, I, I, I had the song, you know, six months beforehand, um, and uh, the song with Fabio. I had that song, you know, way yeah. beforehand, um, you know, you, to the moon or whatever, whatever the song. Yeah. Listen, um, I haven't spoke to him in a while, but um, yeah. I do think his music is actually not bad, and um, he's a hall. Of, he should be a Hall of Fame athlete, you know, Super yeah. Bowl winner. Has to be. And um, I think one day, I, and one thing that I will say, you know, very positive about Antonio is I think he's a fantastic father. That's one thing I will say about AB is he loves his kids, and um, I think he's a great dad. And I think that shouldn't be taken away from him because I know firsthand that he does love his kids. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you ever think he'll play football again? I don't think he's gonna play football anymore. I don't think he needs to anyway. Yeah, I, think yeah, he, I mean, it's not it's not even about. He says he loves it, but I don't know. I just don't know, like because I just don't see it in this point of his career, and he doesn't have to anymore. If he truly loves it, he will. But do you trust him on an NFL team anymore? I don't even know. I mean, how old is so, he? He's like thirty. He's in his 30s, right? He's like, he's like a year younger than me. Oh, really? Yeah, he's thirty-four. Yeah, 34. Oh wow, he's thirty-four. Yeah. So, you know, and again, incredible athlete, phenomenal. And again, like you said, there's a lot more to this, just his athleticism. Great father. People don't speak on this stuff because the media is like washing him out. And it's like, he's done stupid things. The yeah. issue, the issue being him having, you know, maybe I shouldn't even like brought it up. Or it's really not. It wasn't, it's just an issue that we had personally. And it has nothing to do with like him as a person or him as, um, you know, an athlete or a father or nothing like that. It's just a personal issue I had with him and, um. You know, it's unfortunate because I really respected him and we, we had a lot of great conversations. Yeah. So, well, I guess, I mean, like, you want 
No, no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, switching up the subject a little bit, um, I was actually kind of thinking about this. You you talked about you had some future like dream interviews that you wanted. Can you give us like a couple of people who you had who you have a dream of like interviewing? Like right now, if I can, if you like this moment today, like this second, like mm-hmm. if, you, if I can hop on a plane right now and interview anybody, yeah, literally. This moment, like you said, Mac, you can go to Sky Harbor, pick your ticket, you're going to interview that person. Mm-hmm. I think it would be today, Patrick Mahomes, which is crazy. Really? Has yeah. anyone has anyone well, told you you sound like him? Really? No, but that's cool. Little I bit. Could, I can kind of hear the resemblance. Right? Now I that he kind of just just a little bit. I could kind of take it. That's a, that's a good <laughs> thing. I think I'll take it. I think. I'll what? Take it. How come? Mahomes. How come? Honestly, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. I'm kind of surprised you want to say someone like Travis Kelsey, since you know the the Kelsey brothers have a podcast. You know, so I just met Travis Kelsey too. Which yeah, I saw, and I wanted to dive into your Super Bowl experience too. But I've, what about? I'm surprised you picked an athlete over an artist. Patrick Mahomes right now is my. Um, I've been wanting to interview him for a while actually, but he's just like. I love football. Mm-hmm. I like betting on football. Mm-hmm. I take it seriously. I I like what's called the do future betting. Um, but besides that, I've really been locked into this kid's career this guy's this kid this patrick mahomes's career he's only eight years younger. patrick mahomes's <laughs> career and um him as a person his family i want to interview his dad his mom even um i've been following his mom a lot randy mahomes on instagram and silky p on instagram his dad i really like the mahomes family and that, those are my dream interviews right now and it could be his mom patrick or his dad which is weird but like those are the people i want to mm. sit down with right now yeah that would that's something that i really want to do like, yeah. yo, as an interviewer, sometimes we got to do what we want to do, too. I was going to yeah. say. Like, and that's, that, that would be such a cool... Because that's a personal achievement for life. You're like, I want to talk about how you raised this this, fu- this future Hall of Famer, the best quarterback ever to play the game, and, like, how you raised him to be such a good person and so locked in yeah. and the competitiveness, you know, <clears throat> as a child. And, like, yeah. I want to know about all that. So, okay. And uh, as you said, you met Travis Kelsey. I mean, again, the Super Bowl was in Arizona. Um, dope experience. We weren't out there, but you were out there, bro. How was that? Like, we, we, So, you know, um, really... I um I stayed really low key because I was invested you know financially and emotionally into the Chiefs a lot and I really wanted um I was I actually was home for the game but um I afterwards after the game uh, Ross was out at Casa Amigos in Scottsdale so I linked mm-hmm. up with Rose afterwards and um, we popped bottles that night it was a great night and Chiefs won celebrated like crazy um, and then the week later Ross was in we, you know this week just just now um, we were in Vegas and um, like a week ago. Yeah, a week ago after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And um, we were in Vegas, and the Chiefs were celebrating the Super Bowl there. Kelsey was there. And um, I got to meet Kelsey. And, um, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, that was, like, a big moment. Like, I wasn't, like, starstruck or anything, but that was, like, a big moment. Like, bro, I'm, like, a big fan of you, bro. Like, you're the number one tight end ever. Like, I love your team. Love the grind. And, like, (laughs) yo, that was awesome. He was super nice, super genuine. And, um, and he actually commented the picture that I posted of me and him. And like, that was cool. So just a cool dude. It's really cool. I'm curious when you meet these higher, like a list celebrities and stuff like that, when you approach them, of course, you're just a regular guy. Hey, I'm a fan. Cool, cool, cool. But you know, you have a platform, you know, maybe you want to have them on. Do you approach them in that moment? And you're like, Hey, would you possibly, or are you like, I don't want to solicit that way. Not really in that moment, especially like when I'm around like, you know, different people, like I'm not trying to like network like that yeah. you know um i just think i want to get my face seen like yo what's up bro he knows who i am now that I, that's really that's cool. smart that's a smart approach he knows who i am now i'll see him later on the road you know what i mean he that's commented my you know he knows who i am he knows what i do you know and i think that's the best way to do it 
Mm. Um, sure, I'm going to ask him for an interview. I already have in the past. Um, yeah. I've already DM'd him. I didn't get a response, but, you know. Um, yeah. It happens, yeah. Speaking about Vegas, you said that's, you know, like your second foundation, basically. Um, Vegas is basically like the home of UFC. You know, a lot of boxing stuff, lot of training facilities there. Is there anyone in the UFC that you want to interview? Anyone in the boxing community? Are you, you interested in getting back into interviewing athletes? I know you said you want to grow out of your music niche, but are you going to go back into athletes? Do you like interviewing athletes? You know, athletes, it's weird because athletes can also get in trouble with things they say on your show too. Like, Ooh, that's very true. Yeah, they are. Very, that, that is very Athletes yeah. doesn't really, it has to be an athlete that I want to interview. Mm. Like a Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. Or a Kelsey. Or, you know, an athlete that I want to interview at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. Yeah. But um, UFC and boxing, I'm not. Now, obviously, I'm going to watch the Ryan Garcia Big and um, Tank fight. Yep. And actually, two tones very close with Ryan Garcia. Oh, is um, he? Yeah, that's so cool. That's, that's, that's really going to be cool. dope. That'll be a big moment for him. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely into that. But like, no, boxing and UFC, I've never really got into. Floyd Mayweather, yes. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that fight, I will. But no, I don't have any like dream people to fight with boxing or UFC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then. In Vegas, do you like you stay out there for a while? Do you have a no? See, like I, I just go out there and like I go out there so much, I get super cheap rates and rooms um in certain places. So um, I'll look for the cheapest rates, and then you know I I like to go out there when Ross is out there, and you know mm. so I'll run interviews out there when Ross is out there. So like for instance, this month I'm gonna be out there the 16th and 17th, which is actually March Madness starting in this rooms are oh, a little crazy, sick. but oh yeah. yeah, you know I'll run interviews right out of the hotel room, something similar like this setup, you know, two chairs, something like this. Do, 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 do. How do you care? Because you're, bro, your quality for the sets look amazing, like, every time. So, even when I'm like, this dude's on the road? Yeah, we, uh, you know, I truly, you know, I take this seriously as, like, what I'm not posting to post. There's never going to be a post you're going to see on my page just because I feel like I want to post just to post. Mm-hmm. Every time I post, like, there has to be a meaning or, like, it has to be, it has to, the content has to meet, uh, has to be up to par. Um, the two things that I never post that I posted recently, this is how connected I am with my page. Is I just posted two things of the Chiefs, a Mahomes video and a Frank Clark video. Mm-hmm. I never would post that, but it meant something to me, so I posted it, and that's why I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, you know, you're, it's very on brand and very on point with what I'm doing. Yeah. Man, well, yeah. that was great. I mean, again, that's all I have. I think um, that's all I have, too. But Maddie Ice. We got everything. We got everything. Uh, we covered, we covered <laughs> a whole lot, bro, but again – Amazing things you're doing. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, this I mean, is honestly, I mean, this is a big opportunity for us. And big opportunity for us. And really plus, appreciate it. regardless of what it is, like, it was just nice to sit down with you and get to know you. Appreciate you guys. It's a great, great platform. Um, appreciate you guys. You guys are doing great things. I'd recommend anybody to come on this show. Um, you guys are great interviewers. Um, how you guys go about it is great. So um, any future guests that, you know, you guys um reach out to or if they reach out to you however the case might be definitely recommend people coming out of this show and i hope you guys get the sponsorship with prime appreciate uh, it really they should appreciate work with that. you guys um and uh before i leave i definitely want to shout out obviously bel-air and you know give a major um mention to jeter k my manager who um is a mentor to me and an incredible person and somebody that I have a lot of respect for who's opened the doors for me in a lot of ways and has my back. So I want to shout out Jeter, um, my boy G shit, um, Emirati, we, you know, G shit Emirati, um, big artist out of California right now. I'm signed to Ethica and Ethica music. So definitely want to give them their, their, um, their respect. And, um, of course, you know, Maybach music, 
Rosé. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to keep going, baby. We're going to go up. Let's go. Perfect. Yeah, well, sure. Rick Ross, I'll be DMing you. So <laughs> let's talk about it. But Maddie Ice, thank you so much. Again, we will see you all next week. Hope you all enjoyed. All of his links are down in the description. Go give him a follow. Again, he's the coldest interviewer in the West Coast. And he's going to be taking over. Trust me. So again, thank you guys so much for watching. Leave a like, subscribe. Love y'all. Heating Up Podcast is out. Peace out.